This episode is brought to you by Kith Studio, a 1,300-square-foot creative and community space in Syracuse, New York. Hi, I'm Alex Canavan, and welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, brought to you by the CNY Women's Network. Tune in every Monday for conversations with Central New York's finest. I'll be interviewing an array of entrepreneurs, executives, and changemakers, so be sure to keep your notes app handy. Here's your friendly reminder that no matter where you are, the sky's the limit. And then you're seeing yourself mirrored back in this beautiful relationship of, oh, she's also not perfect. She's also broken to some degree. But look at her go. And then here's this other woman, and she is also struggling with this and this and this, just like me. But she's owning it, and it's so freaking cool. Testing, testing, test, test. One, two, we're going to sing about the testing. <laughs> we're going to sing it out. This is turning into karaoke right now. <laughs> no, I'm you're like, you're it. a pro podcaster. So like, I mean, I can take a few notes from you right now, honestly. How do you start all your episodes? Well, I've got this really good intro that I've recorded when I was on. So like the intro is there and it's pre-recorded. So I don't ever have to like say who I am or reintroduce it. So that's off the table, which is good. Pressure's off. And then I just say hi to the audience and go. I Mm -hmm. used to have a lot of buildup, but then I would like get lost in the intro. I just get into it now Mm because I'm like, that's kind of what I like too when I hear other podcasts. Like today we're going to talk about this and I'm going to give you three points on this. So here we go. Perfect. Speaking of which, Thank you guys all for tuning in to the very first episode of the Cultivate Podcast brought to you by the CNY Women's Network. I cannot say enough how humbling this experience has been creating a podcast, okay? So much respect for people who've been doing this for years and who do this for a living because it is no joke. Nevertheless, I am so thrilled to be bringing you guys this episode. Kim Fisher is on the pod this week and she is an absolute force. Okay, guys, Kim Fisher is a holistic empowerment and leadership coach with over two decades of experience teaching and practicing yoga, wellness, meditation, and entrepreneurship. She's the CEO of Kim is Manifesting, the creator of the Rise Revolution, and the voice behind the Solidified podcast. Kim does things a little bit differently. She brings fire, edginess, and also a soft tone of compassion and goofiness. She's often described as the leader's leader, and her brand's purpose is to empower individuals to unearth their innate potential. And she's been achieving this through intuitive, science-backed solutions, an immersive community, and integrative online programs that breathe life into the soul, sharpen the mind, and rejuvenate the body. Okay, she's covering all the bases. By combining Eastern wisdom practices, psychology, meditation, personal development, and entrepreneurship into the comprehensive approach, Kim's five to rise strategy and radical ritual method are at the core of her teachings and designed to nurture every aspect of your being, empowering you to create positive change and embrace a more authentic version of yourself. This is a good one. You guys are going to want to stick around until the very end. Kim is going to be hosting a retreat in October. The theme is intuitive leadership, and she's hosting it at a beautiful B&B in Fairhaven, New York. I will be attending. 
Uh, this will be my first retreat with Kim, but she has successfully led 16 retreats already. Okay, guys, she is no rookie at this. So if you're interested in attending her intuitive leadership retreat, all of the info will be in the show notes. Be sure to click the links so you can get led to the right places and buy your tickets. Without further ado, let's get into it. A lot of my holistic empowerment that I do is embracing exactly where you're at and letting that be this soft entry. And then from there, you're with other women. If you're in my mastermind or you're in a membership, and then you're seeing yourself mirrored back in this beautiful relationship of, oh, she's also not perfect. She's also broken to some degree, but look at her go. And then here's this other woman, and she is also struggling with this and this and this, just like me, but she's owning it. And it's so freaking cool to have moments in your life where you can celebrate it. This is what I say. Celebrate it, elevate it, ritualize it. Like That is the key to any sort of membership or ritual or um, uh, sort of training that you need to do where you're feeling like, okay... I need to get somewhere else, but not shame myself first. And so if you can elevate it, you know, you're starting in a higher position and everything's okay. Ritualize it means, well, where can I celebrate it at the same time, make a habit, a new habit, embrace something else that I never even knew would, would take me to a new location with my mind, with my energy, with my body. So it, it's a fun, awesome process. Yeah. No, let's talk about ritual. I always called myself a compulsive or addictive person, but those are pretty disempowering words to use. And honestly, what I realized is that I just really crave ritual. So let's talk about your rituals. How do you, uh, you know, sprinkle those little bits into your everyday life? It starts in the morning always. And I got to tell you, my ritual will change. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I am 100% doing the same thing all the time. In fact, my power and my excitement comes a lot from novelty and giving myself that flexibility that, hey, some mornings I might get up early every morning, but some mornings it might be I'm sitting with my coffee on the side porch watching the sunrise. Ritual, check, right? Because ritual to me isn't routine. Ritual is a process that connects you to source. So if you're doing something that makes you feel like right now the divine God source, whatever you call that, is here and present in this, like literally in the now, but also in me, then whatever it is, I don't care. Like go do it because that's that's ritual. So I love how you mentioned routine and like breaking apart that, or at least that's what I got from you, is you're understanding that most people don't, that there is a separation there. And now there gets to be this flexibility. So I get up early in the morning and I can talk to you more about, and I would love to talk for the listeners too, about why I decided to become a morning person because that was a decision that I made. And I think it's a decision that everyone needs to make at some point. And then maybe you can go back to sleeping in later, but you got to decide at some point to try it. And I'll talk about why. There's something about like waking up. I mean, I wish I could wake up at five, but like getting up in those early morning hours, there's something so much more energetic about, you know, like tackling the day and getting the most sunlight out of your day, honestly. Yeah. That's so important, especially in upstate New York. (laughs) Get the most sunlight that you can. As much as you can get. Yes. So my routines were used to be hardwired. And I used to think that having the routine 
was the ritual. And that meant that I'd get ahead, that I'd be happier, that I'd be more successful. But the routine actually is what drained me because it didn't have novelty. So I had to learn about myself that I am someone who needs to change it up. And that can be the new routine, which actually became ritual. So waking up early, going outside, watching the sunrise with a cup of coffee is one thing I do. The other thing I do is a part of my strategic way that I get myself into a creative position as a CEO, but also as a human being, and I call it the intuitive creative process. And this is the season that my company is in right now. And it's also the season that I am in as a person. And so what that looks like is getting up early and doing a variety of embodiment moves, breath work, meditation. I'll do sound and mantra chanting. Um, right now I'm on this kick of listening to 432 hertz mm -hmm. music that has that. It's supposed to be the, the miracle frequency. And I do tapping. So I, I pull out all the stops. So for someone that doesn't even has never even heard the term tapping, what is it? Tapping refers to physically tapping yourself in specific areas of your body that correspond to energetic meridians. Yes, meridian so, lines, Meridian right? lines, yeah. yep. So just like there's acupuncture, there's also acupressure. And so the idea is that you are tapping on those acupressure points. We hold stress and trauma and our shadow. And we also hold our light and our celebration and our joy in these meridians. And by the way, depending on which Eastern culture you study, there's sometimes up to 80,000 different meridians in your body. So what's cool about tapping is that we're touching upon maybe 10 of them. And they're some of the most powerful ones. So when you're, anytime you're near your rib cage, for example, if you're under your arm, like this is one spot right here where you lightly, and it's all soft tapping, it's just tiny activations. In Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, for example, the lungs contain our grief and that heaviness. It's a water energy, but it's a heaviness. So a lot of times, when people are going through a period of grief in their life, there's going to be moments where they actually start to get some sort of like cough or respiratory issue. Like right in the solar plexus. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a part of that. And I would even say there's a technique I do where I put both hands right on the rib cage and support and just gently rub and apply pressure in the morning just to hold myself. And that is just giving that loving, warm touch and appreciation to being human and the grief that we hold just on a daily basis, like not making a story about it, but mm -hmm. just going, hey, human body that I'm we in. We need touch. We need we that. We need touch. No, exactly. for sure. I mean, I have a yes. friend who's a, a hairstylist and we had a conversation about that and she was like, you know, sometimes you can tell the people that need to be touched mm. based off of them coming in to get their hair done and the way they just melt when you're oh. when you're shampooing in the bowl. Really? And it's like you can tell that these people needed this really bad. First of all, that's amazing that your friend can sense that. Like mm -hmm. that's truly unbelievable. Oh yeah. No, hairstylists and like makeup artists, like people in the beauty service industry are some of the most empathetic people you'll meet. Really? Like they can sense so much. I yeah. believe it. I believe it. And that says that speaks volumes to the importance also of having knowing how to tap, knowing how to do breath work, knowing how to hold yourself. These things are so important 
and simple and free. And it's like, this is, this is where also free, free and taking, I feel like radical accountability for our energy as business women. Like we give. Yeah. And we experience so much. We, you and I were talking about it. We, it's a stretch. You're constantly going outside of your comfort zone if you want to grow. And what is your go-to practice? You know, I'm a big hot yoga person. I feel so good after doing hot yoga and sweating buckets, but it's that really that connection to your breath that you need to focus on in order to get through the class, right? Yes. But it's like you feel revitalized, not just because you sweat a bunch and you burn a ton of calories, but because you you got in so much oxygen and you just like cleaned your system out. And that's what breathwork is. I always tell people, I'm like, it's like a glass of lemon water mm. for your soul. Literally. I love that. It's true. I love that. You're you're absolutely right. And it's so profoundly simple and so impactful on your well-being. And if there's one thing to ever grasp is that you do not have to be spiritual to know how to breathe well. So if you're from Syracuse, you're going to agree with me when I say this. If there's anything we know how to do here, it's eat. Okay? I'm a big eater, always have been, but I'm also a fan of eating things that make me feel good, at least during the week, and it can't always be stretch bread and tomato oil from pastas, unfortunately. Usually, Monday through Friday, I intermittent fast until about 1 p.m., and I always try to break my fast with a protein-packed and nutrient-dense meal, something light, but gets the job done. Even though pastas for lunch absolutely slaps, I just can't afford the nap that I have to take after eating a meal like that. And honestly, if there's anything downtown Syracuse is lacking, I'd say there needs to be more healthy lunch spots, which is why I am so excited that Syracuse's newest juice bar and raw cafe, Soul Society, opened up inside of the Emerson on Genesee Street. Soul Society is stocked daily with fresh-pressed cold juices and posh bites to eat. Whether you are looking to add something good for your gut or just needing a little pick-me-up, you are sure to find what your body needs. Not only do they have juices and energy balls, but they also have smoothies, salads, and toasts. I went into the Emerson last week to refresh my balayage with Michaela, and while the foils were processing, I ordered the Avo Tom Toast for lunch, and let me just say, it was chef's kiss, okay? The balsamic drizzle on top is everything. You have to try it. That being said, Soul Society is generously offering our listeners 20% off of any order at Soul Society. All you have to do is mention that you heard this ad on the Cultivate podcast at checkout. Again, that is 20% off of any order at Soul Society located inside the Emerson at 230 West Genesee Street where beauty and wellness starts within. Yeah, I'm going to take a sip too. Okay. Um, what should we cheers to? Let's cheers. Okay, let's cheers. cheers. You can choose because I know it's going to be good, whatever you choose. Okay, I'm going to cheers to our sacred mission as CEOs that we continue and always bring ourselves to the table in the most biggest way because our mission deserves to be out into this world. So cheers to our sacred mission. Oh my gosh, you're so cute. I love it. And that's why I'm so thankful that you are doing what you're doing. And I remember when we went for our walk and had coffee that one day on the drive over, I told you, like it hit me how wonderful your sacred mission is because I get to be in the company of someone who your mission is to talk about my mission. Like, think of how reciprocal and beautiful that is. So I'm like, thank you for following your heart and listening to what you 
have to do, because I know that's true for you. You have to do this. You have to elevate other women. You have to be an entrepreneur and the same with me. And it's, I'm, listen, I'm just going to say it. Entrepreneurship is also very lonely at times. It's, it's hard to relate to people that aren't, you know, taking the entrepreneurial route. And it's certainly a lot more tough if you don't have anyone to talk to about it. Absolutely. And you can feel really quickly like your problems are, you're the only one experiencing it. And that's part of the reason that I've started to last year and this year dive into being a part of other programs. Like I, I lead and I coach, but I'm also being coached. And it's so unbelievable. So I'm in a, a couple programs right now where we are all women. We're all entrepreneurs, maybe doing different things, but we're all service-based or product-based, soul-powered women. And one of the first things that becomes so apparent is how normal it is to struggle as an entrepreneur. But you, you know, there's women, women know how to not make the struggle their only story. Not that men don't, but I'm just saying like there's something about being with a group of women who have decided, who have felt the call that this is their sacred mission and are willing to struggle, are willing to stay up late at night, who are willing to like cry at night, who are willing to sometimes walk the the path alone because there's a trust, there's a faith, but you don't have to do it alone. And I think when you find that group of women and you're creating that, and, and even in this moment, and the, and the women that are going to be watching and listening to this, like find a group, you have to become a part of it. Like you have to become, <laughs> you that have is to like do the this. one fundamental thing that I think makes the world go round is just simply feeling connected and within community. Like our nature is to be in community. That's why yes. for lo the longest time, civilization was not the way it is today. People were in tribes. Okay. And, right. and the, you know, the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. It's because it in fact did take a village and there was a village that raised children. It shouldn't just be, you know, I know there's a, a ton of single mothers that become entrepreneurs actually, yes. um, because they need that flexibility and they need that, that opportunity to determine how much they're going to be bringing home. Right. And, you're so right. You shouldn't have to do it alone. And it's, it's something I realized, especially like coming into myself, you know, as a young woman and not only realizing that I am lonely, that I want more friends, but the quality of friends I'm willing to settle for, you know, it's, I, I don't want to settle. Mm. I, I want to be friends Girl. with a very specific group of women that help and propel me to live the life that i I've always dreamt of. Right. Yes. So, I mean, once I realized like, I, sh I don't have to feel lonely, but you know what? I do have to take accountability for my loneliness and how I'm feeling, you know, making that investment. Right. And it's yeah. not just like investing into a mastermind group. It's making the investment to put yourself out of your comfort zone, DM that person that you follow on Instagram that inspires you, ask them to coffee, go to, go to that coffee date, don't bail. And you know what? If you enjoyed your time with them, follow up and say, hey, I, you know, put yourself out there, be vulnerable, right? That's yes. what it's going to take. And you won't regret it. You never do. Absolutely, man. You, I mean, everything you just said, 100%, yeah. Consider for a second that the loneliness that you feel, that I feel sometimes, 
is a fallacy because it doesn't actually have to be that way. We are actually buying into, on some level, the corporate boss babe, solo chick who's out there running the show, but lone wolf syndrome, right? Like lone wolfing works maybe for a hot second, but then you realize you actually can't do it alone. One of my coaches and my mentor is Brendan Bruchard. He says directly, and I love this, if your mission and your goals don't require other people, you're not dreaming big enough. And I get full body goosebumps. I literally just got chills. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh my God, right. Like yeah. if I can do it by myself, it's probably a small, okay goal. Mm-hmm. But the goals that we have, the goals that women that are listening to this podcast are have, shit. Like it's going to take somehow. It's going to take some employees. It's going to take a team. It's going to take, hey, neighbor, can you even watch the dog for me? Because I got to go do this night class. Hey, husband, spouse, significant other, do you mind if you pick up the kids Tuesday nights? I no longer can. I want to work on even just like having hobbies, having interests. You have to have this ability to have your identity outside of your means, how you make money. Because what happens on the days you don't make money? What happens on the days no one signs up for your course? What happens? Because it's going to happen. It happens all the time to me. I'll have a, a launch and something is successful. Maybe it's by monetary success or it's the number of people or it's the number of likes. or And then there's something I'll launch and no one shows up. No one shows interest. If I tied my value into that external metric, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. So this is where hobbies, this is where having that other type of discipline that can sharpen your mind and remind you of who you are. Exactly. Like if we spent all our time making money and focusing on other ways to make money, what happens when that doesn't work out? Right. And oh my God. And what happens when you want to change direction? Suddenly you're all tied up in that identity and that business model, and which is what I experienced the first time I had my yoga studio, I was considering selling it for the first time. And my whole identity was like, what? Who are you then if you don't have a yoga studio and you're not a yoga teacher? And that was a huge crisis. And now I know I don't ever want to put all my eggs in one basket. This is where actually we get ourselves, I think, permission to be that multifaceted, multidimensional being and not, again, have shame because you want to go do hula hoop over here and you want to go do volleyball over there and you want to start crafting here and you want to start, you know, whatever. It doesn't all have to be tied to money. And we can start to, I think, celebrate those facets of ourselves that maybe, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I think people think, I got to be one thing. Like I've got probably four or five projects always going on at once. But for me, that's comfortable. For someone else, that's cuckoo crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. no, thank you. But that's, I actually had to learn, like you said, that that wasn't a curse. That was actually my gift. And other people maybe around me couldn't handle that energy. So from a young age, it was like, you know, social butterfly, always talking too much or always doing too much. But actually, I'm learning now as an adult, that's my gift. How do I support that? Instead of having a system that makes, instead of having me fit into a system, I'm having a system now with my back end and my business and the way I do launches, for example, that supports my wild creative side. And now I'm so much more happy as a result. Tell us how you kind of 
make your business happen, but in a way that works for you. So uh, number one, on my calendar, I literally have my spring, I call it my spring, my summer, my fall, and my winter. And I now give myself 100% permission to maybe say no to a commitment or an invitation from someone, whether that's going out to dinner or that's being on stage doing speaking. If, if I'm in my winter, I know that I am going to have low energy and I might not be my best. I won't even create projects. I will try to do the most I can do when my energy is there. So summertime, springtime, right? Full ovulation, full going for it. That is when I take advantage of that energy. And now I've just given my body and my womanness total, uh, you know, first position in my business. Instead of it being something that held me back, oh, I've got my period or I've got my headache, I've got a headache. Now it's like, let me plan Mm -hmm. for that. That's something I need to start doing. So having that on my calendar really was a game changer. And also I now understand more about my personality style where I love to have a season of what I call the season of development. So old Kim used to get an idea, an intuitive hit, boom, and just go. I'd be on the Instagram already talking about it on my story. I'd be doing reels. I'd be setting it up in Kajabi on the back end, like go time. That works and I can make money and I can pack the house and I can do it. However, it does not allow me to scale because at some point I'm going to want a team. So the question becomes, where do I hand the baton off? And also, I need to be able to step back and manage things and have that long view. But if I'm so close to the fire, consistently getting idea and launching, idea, launching. There's there, no time to scale. There's no time to scale. There's no wiggle room. And there's no time to be human. Like, I need to take breaks sometimes. I need to be with my partner. There's relationship to maintain. There's sanity to maintain. So what I now do is I allow for moments of what I call intuitive creative process. The intuitive creative process kind of goes back to the ritualization of my morning routine. And I do it in the afternoon as well. But this is what allows me to communicate. I call it the hotline to source. It allows me to get right into my heart, understand what's coming and what wants to be moved through me out into the world. So I feel and can see and kind of forecast intuitively what I need to be doing and what my business wants to do. But I'm also at the same time, I've got my CEO hat on and I'm paying attention to trends. And then I've got my way of connecting to source, way of connecting to my highest heart where I am feeling, not just conceptualizing and what I want to lead. Because ultimately it's on me to create the space and bring the humans in and then lead it. So I've got to make sure I'm 100% lit up by it. That takes time, I've noticed. Because I could easily get an idea, spin it up and sell it. But then what about sustaining it? Mm -hmm. What about bringing it back the second year? What about the third iteration? Or maybe it's like, do I collab? Or what I will catch myself now is, what duration do you want this to be, Kim? Great idea. Love it. I feel totally lit up in my sacrum. Solar plexus is on board. I am ready to lead it. However, where does this fit into my overall strategic blueprint? So I break my business down now into years and then quarters, and I'm still flexible. 
right? I'm totally flexible. I can change things up like that if I want. But now every three months I have quarterly objectives that allow me to go, okay, well, even if I get an idea, where does that fall into this, these next three months? Does it? Okay. Can I push it? And now I'm testing it because if it really was meant for me, it's safe to push it. And that was something that Kim Fisher was terrified of. So how do you deal with the anxiety and that fear of like, oh, if I don't act on this right now, someone else is going to take it from me. The opportunity won't be mine if I don't do it right now. Knowing that at all points, you are always safe and that you're always on time. And that is my mantra. And it's something that I live and die by. Like I, I still feel the anxiety. I still feel the FOMO. I, I do, but my human feels it. However, the intuitive CEO does not anymore. And I've had to divide that because human Kim wants all the success now. She feels behind all the time. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't. But CEO, sovereign queen Kim, she is right on time. Maiden Kim. She's like, we got to hurry and do all the things and you're, you're running late and you're not gonna, they're not going to accept you if you don't look like this. And here's a trend, hop on it. Sovereign Queen CEO is like, no, I hear you, Maiden. I know, I know why you want it so badly and you want to hurry. But the difference between a novice and a beginner or a beginner rather, a difference between a beginner and a master is the master maybe puts one more hour of work in. Mm -hmm. The beginner is going to launch it right now. Mm -hmm. But the queen, the sovereign entity is going to go, you know what? Let me table this. I'm going to go eat some food. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to tap in. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to come back and revisit. And you know what? I'm okay if I push this because this came from source. So it it's safe. Coming back to full circle to the morning routines and rituals, rather, my one of my rituals always has to be breath work and embodiment practice because you you create this spaciousness inside of you. That is the reason that the radical ritual method, which is my sacred embodiment technology, that's a part of my manifesting and it's a part of my empowerment. Any work you do with me, we're doing the radical ritual method because what I noticed from my own work and when working with other women was that once we kind of shook it loose and we freed ourselves from marching to the beat of everyone else's drum, and we literally have, there's, there's four stages to the radical ritual method. There's raise your energy. It's the four R's. Raise your energy, respond to any movement your body wants you to do, recalibrate, and then reclaim. Well, that recalibration is funky because we've got a music going in the background and you're dancing in rhythm, which represents you dancing to the beat of the world. And then I count down three, two, one, recalibrate and you go nuts and you try to dance asynchronously. I call it ugly dancing too. Just not to the beat at all? Not to the beat. And then we go back to the beat and it's safe. And what you're doing is every time you go out of rhythm and go back in, out and back in, you're training your nervous system that it is safe to not do it like anyone else. It is totally safe to speak, sound, dress, move, create, innovate in a brand new way that no one's ever seen before. It's safe and actually it's needed. It comes through the body. 
that idea that I own the safety, not it's safe up here, but I am safe is body led. And that's where embodiment practices, I think are crucial. Crucial. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Everything that you're saying, it's not only am I saying I needed to hear this, Mm. there's some sort of inner knowing that I know this already, but it's, it's so liberating to have someone remind me of it. And I'm going to your retreat in October. Super excited for that. You've told me a little bit about it. So let's, let's chat a bit more. This episode should be launching before then. Let's, let's share a little bit of deets. What do you have planned? Yes. So this is going to be my 16th retreat total ever. Wow. So I am so excited to bring all of that experience, but at the same time, this is new. It's new content, not new in the sense of I've never done this before, but new as in the way I've cherry picked all of my most potent strategies and practices mm-hmm. that have worked for other women, but also this this understanding of I had to claim it. I had to call myself a leader. I wasn't doing it for the longest time. And I'm like, I love and I attract other leaders in. So why not have a retreat? Why not have a season in my business that's about leading other leaders to find their sacredness, to find their sacred mission and know how to support that and elevate it and trust it even more? So this retreat is taking place on October 13th, 14th, and 15th. Is nearby. It's right in Fairhaven, New York. So I'm excited to be. I vacation there a lot in the summertime and just hang Beautiful. out. The house is right on the lake. And there's king and queen bedrooms, and it's just got that nice nautical cozy vibe that I love so much. Outdoor fireplaces. Got to have it catered. I've got, for the first time ever, um, an event coordinator helping me. So like 16 retreats, and I'm finally getting help, right? Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) She has so much experience, Kira, and she's incredible. And I also am... I've hired as a contractor one of my former students, Tamara, who's going to be teaching yoga on site as well. She's taking the retreat, but she's also going to be leading yoga outside Saturday and Sunday morning. That was some of the feedback I got before is I teach embodiment now. So it's a little bit more of a static dance. It's a little bit more kind of wild and feral at times. (laughs) But the feedback I got from other participants was, that's great, Kim, but we still want our sun salutation. So the title of it is Intuitive Leader, Holistic Empowerment and Sacred Leadership. That's the full title. So we're going to be covering through the lens of my five to rise strategy, which goes through the five most important facets of a human being that I think once elevated, celebrated, and ritualized means that holistically everywhere we go, there we are. The all of us. So that's soul, mind, body, a social component actually, and energy. So we look at through the lens of that five to rise, we create and you will learn what is called your intuitive creative process. This, Alex, is what has saved my life so many times. It's what I go to whenever I'm feeling like I am broken lost, confused, frustrated, jealous, whenever my my focal spot is on the outside of me. Do you know what I mean? Like comparing? Mm-hmm. That's like when you're in your shadow. Totally. Right? right. Exactly. And right there, I have no move to make that's truly aligned 
to my calling. So I've developed and noticed that I've made a ritual out of certain pillars, which you're going to learn on retreat, that you're going to develop too intuitively on your own. That is your go-to habit and new ritual to align yourself instantly and quickly with source and what source will have you do. I think that sacred leadership is not about following the path that others have blazed before you. It's about following the one that source would have you walk. And that takes guts. If you're in your mind about it, we're going to run out of willpower real quick. But if you're in your body and you've got a process that you go to that continuously cracks you open emotionally, spiritually, physically, so that you dissolve into your mission, that's the key. Dissolve into it. There's none of you all of a sudden, and it's all of the mission. You can go forward even when you're tired. You can go forward even when you're scared. That's leadership, is going forward anyhow. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to learn on retreat. This whole journey I've embarked on with the Seen White Women's Network is this is this is my first real rodeo. Um, I definitely need some leadership training, and I'm so glad that you are approaching it with the holistic approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited and so thankful you're coming. It's going to be so incredible. Excited. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for joining me for the Cultivate Podcast. I cannot wait to have you on again. We absolutely need to do another episode soon. I really enjoyed this conversation and I really enjoy your company. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And Alex, thank you for having me on. This was incredible and I can't wait to do it again. But wait, don't go. I have a question for you. Are you a migraine girly like me? If you are, I have the perfect solution for you. Every time I feel a migraine coming on, I call up Captivate Wellness and see if they can get me in quick for a little IV hydration bag. That's exactly what your body needs when you feel a migraine coming on or even a cold. They have a few different IV bags to offer their clients a very customized experience based upon what they're really looking for. So for a migraine, I like to do their recovery bag. It's full of vitamin C, amino acids, and glutathione, which is great for detoxing. And if I feel a little sore throat situation going on, instead of reaching for my airborne, I call Captivate Wellness and see if they can get me in for a immunity bag, which is full of so much vitamin C. I believe it's 10,000 milligrams, which if you compare it to airborne, airborne only has about a thousand milligrams of vitamin C in it. So seriously getting in the vitamin C, it'll basically fix whatever problem you're having with your immune system if you do feel a cold coming on. But IV hydration bags are not the only thing that Captain offers. Wellness may be a fashionable term, but Syracuse's most exclusive wellness and beauty bar, Captivate Wellness, makes good on the promise. Captivate is the first and only woman-owned facility of its kind in Syracuse, and they focus on a holistic, whole-body optimization. Their proprietary IV infusions target physical health, offering healing benefits as diverse as advanced hydration to their signature fountain of youth, their NAD, which is an IV or shot that heals basically everything on a cellular level. Captivate's Beauty Bar enhances your natural glow, a full offering of aesthetic treatments and injectables administered by health professionals not only adept medically, but trained rigorously in the nuances of the human face. Most of all, Captivate is on the perpetual hunt for everything cutting edge. They are the pioneers for ketamine therapy in central New York, and it is offered in a luxe and soothing setting. Captivate fully embodies their slogan, Mind Body Glow, and they want you to as well, which is why they are generously offering our listeners 10% off your first service at 
Captivate. All you have to do is click the book now link in our show notes at the very end and simply put in Cultivate 10 in the notes section. It should be in the reason for visit box. So again, Captivate is offering our listeners 10% off their first service. All you have to do is enter Cultivate 10 in the reason for visit box when you book online.